Welcome to the Wealth Edit Podcast, a place where talking about finances is only polite. We talk to women and hear the stories behind how they've built their beautiful lives, whether that be inside or outside the home. Join us every week as we talk ambition, determination, and success with some of the most interesting, powerful women in the Southeast and beyond. Hello, everybody. Um, we are so excited um, to have everybody here today for Alicia Levelsmore, who is, we had her on at Wealth Edit Wednesday. She's part of ASL Creative um, and it's just, you have a wonderful background. You have, you're a performer, um, an artist, a songwriter, and then you also love to give back to your community and we know that in order to do all that you do, you have to really focus on having self-confidence and putting yourself out there. And I know that that's just such an, a very important part of being um, a woman is, I know for me, it's convincing myself that I can do all the things that I want to do. And so that's why we thought today's course was so important. So we'll have Alicia here today and tomorrow. Um, and so, Alicia, why don't you just introduce yourself and share a little bit about what you're going to be teaching today? For sure. Good afternoon. And thank you guys again for having me. And thank you, ladies, for taking the time out today to even sit and chat with me. I'm honored when anybody gives me any time to talk. So thank you all so much. Um, but again, uh, like she said, my name is Alicia. I Essentially, I'm a creative problem solver, right? Um, I sit really at the intersection of economic development, culture, creativity, and entrepreneurship. I love people. I love to help to crack open the potential in people. And essentially, I'm like your new best friend that's just going to talk you into your destiny, girl. Okay, <laughs> so like... So that's what we're going to do. Like everybody, they deserve to live the life of their dreams. But every now and then we just need a little encouragement and a little push. And so I'm the friend to do that. Um, and so I also, you know, assist with small business development and things of that nature. But ultimately, I am a lover of people. And um, like she made mention, um, I started another company called ASL Music Group and released a project called More Fight. I'm around helping to break the stigma around mental health um, and bringing more awareness to, to mental health, um, utilizing music as that tool and um, as that vehicle. So I'm just, you know, listen, I just operate all my gifts and do the things that I love to do. And I believe that everybody should have the same opportunity to do that. And so I wanted to dive a little bit today um, into confidence um, because I believe it truly is a secret currency and we are exchanging it whether we realize it or not. And so I wanted to dive a little bit into that today, kind of breaking down what confidence is, defining a few things, and really evaluating one of the most important relationships that we have. Okay, so if y'all want me to go ahead and jump in, I'm gonna jump in. Y'all good? I love yes, it. And I just it. love confidence being like the forgotten <laughs> currency because we say at the wealth that it, wealth is about so much more than money. Yeah, yes. so, for sure, for sure. So listen, I am like, I'm a, I'm a team player. So at any time y'all chime in, if you have any thoughts, if you want an amen corner in the chat, so y'all do all of that. And we have a few exercises. So I'll just ask a few questions. Um, and during those times, you can write them down if you're in a position to do so. You could just ponder on them if, you, if you're doing something. Um, but also if you want to share it with the group, please feel free. So this is an open dialogue for us to discuss something, okay? Cool. So this is our little roadmap. We'll just skip on past that. But really, when we talk about confidence, confidence truly means it's firm trust. 
And when we define confidence, it means the certainty of an outcome. So we're all sitting in something, whether we're driving or in a chair. We believe the moment we sit down, that chair gonna hold us up, right? If we have our laptop on the table, we truly know that once we set our laptop there, that the table is not gonna collapse. We know that there is a certain outcome we can expect from things. And so essentially confidence is being sure of an outcome, but it's rooted in two things, it's beliefs and our experiences. So our beliefs are the attitudes about the world around us, but those beliefs can be true and they can also be false, but our experiences are what we personally encounter, what we undergo in those different things. And so I kind of want to give a little story. So when I was younger, I started singing at about six years old and my mom, she was a choir director, so at six, I was like leading the adult choir. This is weird, scary. But when you're the kid, you do what your mama say. And so I'm mm -hmm. leading the adult choir. And I remember she um, she got me into this talent show. It was a really big talent show in Atlanta where I grew up. And I was definitely afraid of stages. Like literally cotton mouth. I had no saliva in my mouth. Like my knees were shaking. You would think I was getting ready to twerk. Like, you know, I was just definitely afraid of standing on stages. So. I would sing with my eyes closed and I would stand in one spot. So of course I never won, um, even though I was talented. And I remember after one talent show in particular, I was just crying so horribly. And I was about seven or eight years old. And my mom turned to me and she said, listen, if you continue to cry, I'm not gonna let you do this anymore because there's nothing that you can't do. But if you're not willing to risk failure and try, to win the thing that you want, I can't allow you to continue. And so you would think that that's something like super harsh to say to a little kid, but I remember like drying my tears and being like, I still want to do it. She's like, well, toughen up, you know? <laughs> and so yeah. my mom at that point, she may not have even realized it, but what she was building in me, she was building in resilience. And that moment, that experience helped to shape my belief and ultimately built my confidence. So again, our, our confidence is built upon our beliefs, right? What, what we what experience, what happens around us and those experiences, the things that we go through. And in that moment, I was able to build upon confidence and take that with me for the rest of my life. And so it starts with our beliefs. It starts with our experiences. And we have to realize that those two things really have affected how we show up in the world and how we trust ourselves. But one thing I do want to remind you about is the more time we spend proving to ourselves that we can do hard things <laughs> and we can't survive, we build confidence in our capabilities. So be reminded, ladies, you can do hard things and survive. So I want you to repeat after me if you're in a space, there is nothing, there is there's nothing, nothing I cannot do. Okay. I cannot do. All right, awesome. So let's go a little bit deeper into this. So confidence comes from the Latin word for dairy and for dairy means to trust. So ultimately when we talk about confidence, the real question is, do you trust yourself? That's the real question. Do you trust yourself? The most important relationship we have is the one with ourselves. And ultimately beside our beliefs and our experiences, the relationship we have with ourselves dictates our confidence level, right? So whether it's in our finances, in our relationships, in the career opportunities we try, the entrepreneurial ideas that we jump out on, how we sit at the table and negotiate for ourselves, the price that we request, right? It's all based in our confidence, but the relationship that we have with ourselves. And so I want to ask you a quick question. 
okay? I'm not trying to be all up in your business, but I want to ask you a question. When is the last time that you let yourself down? Real quick, quick. That's a hard one. The last That's time. A... <laughs> right? And you, and you know, it's rhetorical in a sense, but I want you to think about it, it, you know, in your mind and for yourself, because ultimately the more true we are to ourselves, the more we can connect with and contribute to the world. The more honest, the more true we are to ourselves, the more we can connect with and the more we can contribute to the world because our confidence stems out of an honest relationship with ourselves. So when I ask the question of when is the last time you let yourself down? Ultimately, what I'm saying is, when is the last time you were in a room and you didn't speak up for the things that you wanted? When was the last time you sat and you knew you had value to add, but you just kind of silenced yourself? And the inside was like, no, 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 say it, that's a good idea. You're like, mm, it's okay, I'm good, right? That is letting ourselves down because what we do in those moments is we don't defend ourselves or we don't nurture ourselves. And the more we silence ourselves, the more we chip away at our confidence because what we do in those moments where we're in those rooms, when we're at those tables and we don't speak up is we're saying to ourselves, I don't trust you. We're saying, Emily, mm -hmm. I don't trust you. Catherine, Julie, I don't, I don't trust you. So therefore, when you step into other rooms, you already silenced yourself you refuse to show up, okay? So when I say, when is the last time you let yourself down? What I'm asking you is, when is the last time you refused to speak up, to say the things that you knew were right, to add value or to at least try or risk the fear of some possible rejection to ensure that yourself was nurtured and defended, okay? So that's, that's, that's truly the question because ultimately the most important relationship is the one that we have with ourselves. And remember our confidence, whether we verbalize it or not, it's being exchanged. Okay. You guys are still with me? Yeah, All right. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Because again, it is possible for us not to just be disappointed in yourself when others it's possible to disappoint yourself. Right. So we know, unfortunately, in the human experience, people are going to let you down. Even if they don't try to, they're going to let you down. But it is very possible for us to let ourselves down, right? When we don't stand up for what we believe, when we don't speak up for the things that are important to us, when we don't trust our ideas, that we don't trust our voice, okay? Mm -hmm. And it ultimately affects how we show up in the world. So whether we're bold or whether we're timid, we are showing up some way. You ever been into a space, been in a space and there was somebody who walked in a room and it was like, wow, okay. <laughs> you can you can feel that they they just knew what they wanted like and, and I mean people just just did whatever they said it's like what kind of witchcraft is this right it's not what it truly is is that person trusts themselves they trust their voice they trust the value that they have to offer they trust the value in themselves and so when they walk into a room people can feel it People can feel whether or not you believe in yourself. They can feel whether or not you believe in your ideas. When you get up to speak, people know whether or not you believe in yourself. But ultimately, it comes from the relationship you have with yourself and truly asking yourself, do I trust myself? Now, whether or not we trust ourselves, it comes from something I like to call our own personal narrative. So it's what story have you told you about you, right? 
that story is always being read. You are a book when you walk into a room. People can read you. They can read you whether you know it or not. So what narrative, what story have you told you about you? Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of good at that. You know, I never, I never really did that before. I don't have a certification for it. You know, I don't have a degree for it, but <laughs> I mean, maybe, I don't know. I never saved any money before. I never tried a business. I mean, I'm a mom, you know, I, I shouldn't dye my hair. What have you started? What have you been telling yourself? What story have you repeated over and over again that has chipped away at your confidence? We can either be our loudest critics or our loudest cheerleaders. What have you been to yourself, right? And, you're, and, and there's moments that nobody knows about. There are conversations that happen in your head that nobody knows about but you. But the question is, what story have you been telling yourself? And then the part B is, what words have you allowed other people to put on your page, right? Like, what words have you allowed? Well, I mean, no, I think you're really great at all of that except for that. I'm sorry, who are you? Like, you know, like, like we have allowed other people to start writing on our page. And so we have to really evaluate the story, the narrative that we have been telling ourselves, right? So that's why, and we'll get into this tomorrow, but we'll go into affirmations. It's important for us to get up in the morning, in the afternoon, to have something during the day because life will deplete you, okay? I don't know about y'all, but people are irritable. Mm -hmm. God, like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes it's like, listen, whew, I'm good on all y'all, right? And so we have to make sure that throughout the day we're filling ourselves back up, but we have to have words and things to continue to build upon our story and our narrative. We have to change what it is that we say about ourselves. I was in a restaurant yesterday. This is a completely random story. I was in a restaurant yesterday getting some breakfast and um, one of the servers, she was serving a group of people. It seems like they were, you know, pretty well off and they were talking about what they had and the cars and things of that nature. And she was like, man, that sounds so amazing. I wish I had that car, but I'm just a poor girl who doesn't deserve much. And I didn't know her, but I wanted to rip my mask off. Like, girl, what did you just say? Like, don't you ever talk to yourself like that, right? And so we don't even realize that we're saying things and so we're affirming things and our confidence will either say, yes, you're right or no, you're not right, right? Based upon the stories that we are telling ourselves. So remember, the more true we are to ourselves, more honest we are with ourselves, the more we can connect with and contribute to the world. And when I say connect and contribute to the world, what I'm saying is if you believe that you have something of value to offer, you will offer the world those contributions. And the reality is we all have something to offer. There is something unique and purposeful about each and every one of us. The world needs and deserves what we have, but we have to believe that we have something to offer. Amen, amen, girl. Okay, so real quick, let's, we're gonna go into a really quick activity. And listen, this is gonna be a 30 minute uh, lunch and learn. Uh, we almost done. So, <laughs> no, yes, wait, we'll, we'll get 30 minutes. That's kind of okay. <laughs> Cool. So, okay. So what I want you guys to do, if you're in a space, if you have time, I want you to, to write some different things down for me. If you like, I don't feel like writing. It's okay. That's why it says think too. So you can write and think. So the first thing I want us to take a moment on, pause to write and think about is think about a time where you didn't say what you really felt and you knew you should have. Now, that can happen a lot of times because I can say yesterday in traffic, I should have took somebody out, but I did, but that don't count, okay? 
So I want you to really think about a time. What is a time where you are like, man, I, I knew I should have said something, but I didn't. I want you to think about one of those times where you kind of silence your voice that stands out to you like that would have been a good time for me to, to speak up. Okay, we're going to just take about one minute. And also, I can't help you stop talking. But after that, then I want you to think about a time where you felt good about speaking up. Where you were like, you know what? I'm proud of myself for doing that. It was, it was hard, but I'm proud of myself for doing that. So just take a minute. I want you to think about a time you didn't speak up and you knew you should have and a time that you did speak up and you were very proud for doing so. Okay, so if you still haven't wrote it down, it's, it's all good, but I do want you to take that with you throughout the day. I want you to, because the only way we can start to change some things is once we become aware. And awareness, I, I like to define it as always asking myself questions. Why did you do that? Why did you respond that way? Why do you feel like that made you feel that way, right? So the more aware we are of ourselves and why we respond, the more we can not only build our confidence, but we continue to just build our awareness throughout life. Okay, so really quickly, we're gonna jump into, okay, we talked about confidence. We understand it's built off our beliefs, our experiences. We understand we have to be mindful of the story that we're telling ourselves. We get that. And we also understand that the first step to building confidence is the most important relationship, which is the one we have with ourselves, right? It's truly trusting ourselves. We're capable of doing hard things. So now it's like, okay, I get it. I got the girl, I heard you. So how do I cultivate it? So let's go into that. There are four different things that I like to talk about when we cultivate our confidence. It's using our past reminders or our past experiences as a reminder. It's giving ourselves way more credit, managing our perspective and stretching beyond our comfort zone. So let's deep dive a little bit into that. So when I talk about examining our life experiences, really what I'm saying is you have to remind yourself of the strength and the times that you had to use a lot of different stuff on the inside of you. So we're all having a human experience, good, bad, negative, positive, we all have had experiences. But I want you to think back on some of the hardest times and think about what it took for you to muster the courage to get through that season in your life. Now I want you to look at the screen, you are still here. <laughs> look at your face, right? So when I, when I say use your past experience, as a reminder, what I'm saying is nothing is wasted on the journey. There was some level of grit, some level of resilience, some level of courage that you had to use to get from there to here. You can take that same thing with you in every room that you go into, okay? So think about what you had to use before to get where you are now, those hard times, those times where it was a little challenging, a little confusing, very, very tough, but look what you did with what you had. Use your past experiences as a reminder of what you're capable of. Two, and then that way, when you think about it, give yourself more credit. We don't give ourselves enough credit for what we have been able to accomplish, what we have been able to overcome, utilizing the things that we had at our disposal. Give yourself more credit and give yourself more grace. It's amazing how... We can be so empathetic and sympathetic with everyone else but us. We give, and we're like, oh, it's okay. 
it's fine. No, I know you didn't mean it. You're going to, but we won't do the same thing. We will beat ourselves up. How can we be so kind to others and be so diskind to ourselves, unkind to ourselves, right? Give yourself more credit and give yourself more grace. You're doing something you've never done before. You're going into places you've never gone into before. You're learning things you've never had to learn before. Give yourself more credit. Give yourself more grace because the journey is not over with, right? Okay? So also when we talk about managing our perspective, look at things through a different lens, right? Anytime we had to make different decisions, the, the maturity that we have now, the awareness that we have now, we didn't always have that. So look at things through a different lens because remember, nothing is wasted on the journey and stretch beyond your comfort zone. Again, you are doing something you've never done before, but how can you build confidence if you're not willing to try? I I don't, Oh, I'm go ahead. Go, I was going to oh, say, this, this reminds me, and I wonder what your thoughts are here. We've recently had a family situation where we've had to establish some pretty good boundaries. And I find that like, it takes a bit of confidence to establish a boundary. Um, and, you know, you get a lot of negative feedback sometimes when you're, when you're kind of exerting your confidence. And so how would you suggest someone manage through that? You know, what's interesting is that people are offended by audacity, mm -hmm. right? So when you're willing to stand up for yourself, because you would think that most people move throughout the world confidently, but they don't. So when you stand up and you say, hey, these are the boundaries, this is what we're doing. It can bring offense because people are not used to others standing mm -hmm. up and having a stance. But guess what? Just like you can do hard things and survive, they can survive as well. <laughs> right? Because at the end of the day, the most important thing is you can to do is establish boundaries and for people to understand and know where you stand at all times. Mm -hmm. Right. And so sometimes we we don't assert our confidence because we're we're nervous about what people will have to say. But if we know that when we communicate, we communicate with clear with clarity, with love, and with respect, I can't control your response. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? That's what a guy in our office always says, clarity is kindness. And it just sits with me because it's so true. Ab absolutely. Absolutely. P people are offended by audacity. You know, it's like, well, who are you to feel? And the thing is, you if you don't stand up for your boundaries, if you don't set them, then they'll always be crossed. And mm -hmm. what will happen is we can get over into resentment with folks. We can get over into a whole lot of things that can be avoided if we were just open. And willing. And, and one thing I, I was telling someone just yesterday is confrontation does not mean conflict. Mm -hmm. Right. Me confronting something doesn't mean we, we are in all out war. Right. It doesn't mean conflict. It means that something needed to be confronted. And that's OK, too. And I think most people, they're not familiar with these concepts of people standing up and saying, hey, I, I don't like this. This is a boundary that needs to be set. Or, hey, when you said this, this is how it made me feel right? Without it feeling as though it has to be conflict. And so, you know, we, we have to be willing to kind of take the, the feedback, the negativity, right? Some people, you know, may not want to deal with you anymore, but it's okay. Because again, the most important relationship is the one with yourself. Were you honest with you? Did you, did you nurture and defend the things that you know are important, right? Or did I cower and, and, and not speak up 
because I wanted to keep people at bay and keep them happy. But the reality is they're going to continue to step those boundaries every single time. So you, you're not going to be happy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, I'm, I'm going to end up getting over into resentment or conflict with you because I haven't been honest with myself and we could have avoided that. And at least now you always know where I stand. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so, so it's, it's, so it, it can be challenging. It can be challenging, but again, we have to be willing to stand in our truth. And, and confidence, right, means to trust a certain outcome. We have to know that I can trust myself that the decision that I'm making, it's a good one, right? And we're not gonna always get it right, but that's another way we build our confidence and we build our trust in our decision-making skills, right? I love that. And I think it goes back to, to the trust stretch beyond your comfort zone. Yes. Because I think a lot of times we'll see women who have been through something really hard. There's a lot of advice to stay in a safe place. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and, and, and it comes from a, a real like place of love, that advice to stay, oh no, you need to you know, stay here in this safe corner because you've been through a lot. But really the antidote oftentimes is to put yourself outside of your comfort zone so you can begin building that confidence I can say for sure that's happened to me in my life. And I, I watch it because I had pushback, like that's too hard. Why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. But, and it seems a little counterintuitive because you're like, I'm insecure. So I need to stay where I'm safe, or at least mentally, we might do some of those gymnastics in our head, mm-hmm. but to like realize actually, no, like you've got to go out there and build that. And the only way to build it is to put yourself in uncomfortable places. Mm-hmm. And we're a fairly Epicurean little society. Like we don't like to be uncomfortable at all. Actually, we hate it the most. So it really, ta- it does take a lot to do it. it. It takes a whole lot. And and we'll dive into this a little bit tomorrow, but you know, there is, there's a sense of safety in security, right? Like security is, is equated to safety, right? And so it's like, okay, cool. Like if I, if I sit here, I'm going to be safe. If I don't move out of this box, I'm going to be safe. But we all know someone who has stayed in a situation or a position or a relationship far too long and they're miserable, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so one, one commitment we have to make to ourselves is I refuse to do what's easy, right? Mm-hmm. I, I refuse to do and be a part of the status quo. Like, I refuse that. Like I, I renounce that out of my life because at the end of the day, what happens when you do step outside of your comfort zone and you do exactly what you knew you always could, people will applaud you. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, she's amazing. Okay, first of all, you are, not, you are the same person, yeah. right? You know, like they, they will celebrate it once you do it. And you know, a lot of times, <laughs> you know, people, it, it's so true, you know, and, but people, they give you certain advice out of their own insecurities, out of their own life experiences and out of the true belief that they are sharing with you in love, right? And this is not to be um, critical of anyone, but to be honest, before I take advice from anyone, I look at their lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I look and say, have you done something that has stood out to me where I feel like I can take your advice? Now, it was not to say that if they haven't, you, you can't, but I feel like I can learn more from their life than their advice, right? And so before you are able to speak into my life, you, you have to have been willing to take some type of risk yourself right? Otherwise, I'm just studying you on on what not to do. Um, You know, but but at the end of the day, people will applaud you um, when you actually step out and you actually do it. And think about any innovator, any creative 
right? Any trillion dollar business at the time, people thought they were psychopaths. Like they thought they were insane. Now I, I have an Apple Watch, an Apple phone, a Mac, AirPods, right? You know, yeah. and so, I mean, they got me. And so it's just like, but at the time, you know, people will, they will try to um, convince you that you're doing something wrong because we have to realize, you know, 95% of the world, they are unwilling to take any risk, right? Mm -hmm. And it's the 5% who change the world, right? Who innovate, who create. And what we're saying is we're, we're a part of that 5%, mm -hmm. right? We create the lives that we want and we don't do it based upon the fears that other people try to, to place on us, right? That's really so, powerful. I've never heard yeah. that stat. You know, and so, you know, pretty much our perspective about ourselves it can, it can hinder what we believe to be true and what we actually believe that we can accomplish. Um, and so the real thing I want us to think about just from how to cultivate it, it confidence is how can we take the things that we've experienced and how can we take it into the boardroom? How can we take it into the meetings? How can we take it into our positions? How can we take it into our relationships, right? And not only look at things as trial, but look at things as tools. Mm -hmm. right look at it as a way for me to show I know how to problem solve <laughs> right like I know how to deal with difficult people I know how to make decisions I, I have grit how can we take our life experiences and not just let them be wasted but take those things and use them as tools for where it is that we want to go right yeah um so one thing I do want us to remember my little power statement is we can't go back and change the beginning but we can start where we are and change the ending, right? Because a lot of times it's like, hey, I've already made these decisions. I'm too far gone. I don't know. You can't change the beginning. That's that's gone. Like it's, it's, it's over there. But you can start right now when you can change your ending. And the reason I say that is because even when we think about confidence, we have to remember, and this is something that has been so pivotal in my own life, is that I'm never a victim. Hmm. Things have happened to me. I've experienced things, but I'm never a victim because if I subscribe to victimhood, then it takes the power away that I have to make a choice, right? Now it's on somebody, if they wouldn't have, if this wouldn't have happened, if this, then the only person I don't have to deal with is me, right? And so it's not saying that when hard things happen that someone shouldn't be responsible if it was a particular situation, but we have to remember that I have control over my life, over my destiny, over the things that I want. But the only way that happens is when you trust yourself, when you trust yourself. And I'll say from someone who's like a fairly black and white person, like if someone's very honest and direct with me, I do so much better because if someone's being passive aggressive or like saying, well, I guess I'll just do this. I'm like, wait, do they want to do this? Do they, do they want me to do that? I, I'm very confused, you know? So like, it's better, I think, honestly, for people to just say, Hey, I, I'm not comfortable with that. Do you, can you do that or whatever it is? Then you kind of know what you're dealing with. Otherwise, it's sort of a how can how do I respond? What do I say next? Kind of situation that happens a lot, I think, in management. And I'll say this: like, you know, you you want to be. I mean, nobody sets out to say, you know what? I want to be a really crappy manager. Like, I just want to be the worst. Like, I mean, nobody wants that. So, you know, it's so much better, especially if you're in a system where it's like you have to report to someone else to really say, this is what I need from you. Cause then whoever has been put in that situation can actually help solve the problem. So that's kind of the opposite, 
you know, it works for everybody, I guess, is maybe the thing to say. I mean, that's what I think. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think even when we talk about being in managerial positions and things of that nature, you even have to have the confidence to say, hey, I don't know how to do that. Right. And that, right. Like even that takes a certain level of confidence because most of the time we don't want to be the one in the room who doesn't know. But right. I have no problem saying, I, girl, I, do not, I don't know. Like, you know, like, could you help me? Right. Yeah. Because e even that it shows people something. Right. It shows that you say, hey, I don't know it all, but I'm willing to learn even being in the leadership position. So confidence, to your point, it can take us a lot of different places. It can help us to lead better because then we can truly depend on our team. We can truly trust our team because we're not insecure that if we're not the only one in the room who knows the most. Right. No, like this, this is a team effort. I'm confident in the things that I'm good at. And what I don't know, you should know. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm going to pull on you to do that. So confidence, it shows up not as insecurity, but it shows up as a way of saying, hey, I'm, I'm sure what I'm good at, but I also am confident enough to trust you, right? right. Because there's no tension. There's no insecurity there, right? Because and I trust I think, myself. I think there's a lot of confidence in, in um, asking for help. And I really think that there's, a, it is extremely powerful. It works so well, I think, for women to ask for help. We have an advisory board for our practice. And the whole point of it is to ask a group of people who we think could really help us in some particular way. You know, we need your help. We need your the lens through which you're looking so that you can help us make a decision. And people are so well, people want to help other people. They really do. And so we, we find that to be an extremely powerful tool. It does take some confidence. Um, but anyway, oh, Catherine has a question. You want to? Sure. Catherine is asking, what confidence blockers are you seeing in teens, college age kids these days? That's a great question. That is a great That's question. A great question. Thank y'all for reading that. Because the way I have it, I can't see the chat. But thank you so much, Catherine, for asking that. Um, one of the things I'm seeing in our young adults um, is it's really based around self-esteem. So this generation is exposed to so much more than we ever were because they have this at their disposal all day long, right? Mm -hmm. And so they're constantly looking at other people, constantly comparing themselves, their face, their body, the, the position they have in life to all of these other people. And so they're comparing their journey to someone else's. And so one of the things I work with a lot of young people. So one of the things that I'm always having to do is affirm them and who they are. Um, but the biggest confidence blocker is that they are concerned with what other people are doing and they're not trusting themselves. They're not trusting in the beauty of who they are and their uniqueness because you'll see a lot of people, they look the exact, the, the clothes, the hair. I'm like, well, which one are you? Are you, are you, you, you Sylvia? Are you, I can't, you know, because everybody's looking the same, they want to be the same. And it's a little hard for them to, to constantly trust in the uniqueness of themselves. And so I spend a lot of time just affirming them in their uniqueness, affirming them in their personalities, affirming them in the gifts that they have and helping to kind of put on the blinders to not pay so much attention to everybody else, but to really be comfortable staying in their lane. Because when we think about the way the world is going, it belongs to the innovators. <laughs> it, it, it belongs to the thinkers, right? It belongs to the individuals who are willing to step outside of the line and say, hey, I have an idea. I, I think that this is different. And so we really have to help to, to cultivate um, their confidence and their, their uniqueness. 
right? And help them not to get distracted by what they see all day on TV and social media and what people say that they should be. Mm-hmm. I think even, I mean, of course, every generation, there's trends and things of that nature, but the, the peer pressure, the peer pressure of being the same or making a certain decision, it is it's way more grand than I think it ever has been before um, in the past. And so that's one of the, the biggest things that I see affecting like our teenagers and our young adults. Mm-hmm. And just the pressure, I mean, for, for I have two teenage daughters and I, you know, I have to constantly remind them that just because my post something or that's not reality, you know, and really just like, remember when you posted this picture and how mad you were at, you know, <laughs> you know, right. I mean, it looks great on the outside, but that really wasn't what was happening. And just to like have that awareness of, we all realize that oftentimes everyone's putting their best foot forward. Yes. And all of those, and even ads where that's not really even their bodies. They've been touched up to a point where we will never be able to achieve that look. And it's just, it's so interesting because, you know, especially like with my 15 year old, that hasn't really sunk in for her yet. I mean, you know, their brains are still developing and like to really be able to say, you know, I'm sure they have had a bad day too. (laughs) She can't, you know, and so we're really having to work through that. That yeah. is not reality. Yeah, it is it, it is a very, very real thing, um, being able to discern between what's really happening and what's not. And because this is their world, it's hard to tell me that this is not, this is not true. You know, like, you know, at one point in time in my life when I was younger, you couldn't tell me that there was not a purple dinosaur named Barney, like who mm-hmm. had a Barney bat. Like you just couldn't tell me because I was convinced. And so, you know, it, it's it's kind of hard to disassociate like what they're experiencing on the internet from like the the real world to your point and so I mean I know I think you're doing a great job based on what you're saying to just continue to affirm him and even now on the other side of things I'm sure we can all say there was stuff that adults told us especially our parents who were like you are insane you don't know anything actually yeah. and <laughs> and now on this side we're like oh my adulting is the worst so you know it it takes we may not think that they hear us but they do and so I think the key is just to keep the lines of communication open and to be a safe space for them Mm -hmm. to at least be able to share those thoughts and so we'll still have influence um as they're navigating you know these uh preteen and teen waters which is crazy I'm sure I'm not there yet my baby two and one so y'all pray for me okay um but but yeah so so yeah so ultimately that is how we cultivate confidence so we have one last activity it's 12 42 i get excited about giving people extra time because i love my time um so the the last thing that we're gonna to go through is we talked about you know the narrative and the story that we tell ourselves and how sometimes people try to add to our story and write on our page with their words and their thoughts about what we should do and, and how we should do and how we should show up so really quickly, just two things. I want you to take a moment and I want you to write a few adjectives around how you describe yourself, right? So you can keep it to yourself. You can write it down, but I want us to be honest because there are sometimes, even when I gave the example um, in the story of the young lady who was serving in the restaurant yesterday, she has already labeled herself and it doesn't seem as though she has people in her life. She labeled herself as someone who um, should be in poverty, <laughs> shouldn't have anything and does not deserve it. And unfortunately, if you say that in public, I can only imagine what you're saying to yourself in private. So I want us to be honest. What are some adjectives that we use to describe ourselves? Um, And if it's not all the way positive, 
I want you to write some things that you want to start using to describe yourself. Who do you think you are, right? What, what do you say about yourself? And then we're going to take a moment and I want you to write a few sentences to describe your ideas and your dreams and your desires. What do you want, right? What would make you happy? What are your desires? Not based around everybody else, right? So some of us may be in relationships or marriages and have children and we may or may not. But let's make sure that we're focused on ourselves, um, especially as women. It's very easy to give over everything we have to everybody else. Uh, without even realizing it mm -hmm. <laughs> and you like listen I'm tired okay so let's not focus on anybody else what are your dreams what are your desires for yourself those are good questions thank you very thoughtful <laughs> Awesome. So we have those two things and I know I'm like interrupting y'all's thoughts. I apologize, but um, I really want to be on some time back. I'm getting excited about it. But, you know, um, but take some time today if you're still thinking through it, some adjectives that you use to describe yourself, right? Is it, is it beautiful? Is it confident? Is it, you know, unsure? What, 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 how do you describe yourself? And depending on the words that you wrote down, I want you to rewrite that, right? If there are some words that could stand to be reimagined to tell the true story of who you are, right? I want you to rewrite those things because the most important story that we tell ourselves is the one about ourselves. So I want you to take some time and, and think through that. And then also I want you to really take some time um, if I interrupted your thoughts around some ideas and some dreams and desires you have just for you, just for you, just for you, okay? Uh, just for you um, because again it is um, as a woman regardless of the people you are attached to or not um, even in friendships we have a tendency to just over pour <laughs> um, and not put ourselves in position to be poured into and so it's important for us to, to take moments to be still and to think about what do I want from me um, because that also truly shows up in our confidence because depending on the, the people we are connected to our only confidence is that, oh, well, I can be a mom or I can be a friend or I can be a spouse. And we're way more than those things, right? So think about your dreams and your desires. And so we'll jump in tomorrow um, about how to own, how to own it, right? So we talked about what confidence is, the things um, that start our confidence, the foundation, the relationship with ourselves. Uh, we, we've talked about those different things, how to harness our past experiences to, to build our confidence, to make sure we show up. But tomorrow we'll deep dive into how to own it, some things that are barriers to it, and then how to affirm our confidence. All right. So thank y'all so uh -huh. much for taking these 47 minutes to talk to me today. I appreciate it. Um, thank you so much, Catherine. Thank you so much, Julie. Thank you, Wealth Edit ladies. I appreciate you guys so much for talking with me today. Absolutely. Thank you, Alicia. This Bye. Is wonderful. We can't we'll wait to tomorrow. see you tomorrow. All right. Bye. Have a good one. We hope you enjoyed our podcast today. If you want to learn more about our website, please check us out at www.wealthedit.com. The Wealth Edit is an online membership-based community for women looking to confidently discuss and expand their knowledge of personal finance. 
Our community provides a space for women of all ages to gather, learn, and plan their financial journey through virtual courses, weekly guest speakers, and educational content. 